welcome to another episode of The Art of Idiocy. I am your host, Brian Newton Fuller, and I'm coming to you from Scorpion Ranch here in Chicago, Texas, that lawless little town outside of Austin where all the nefarious activities happen. And I will be using that word again, by the way. It's my word of the day. And um, back here doing this, having fun. By the way, if you want to know what else is going on in, in my world, go to my website, chicobratx.com, chicobratx.com. And uh, see about music, uh, books, uh, videos, and swag, all the good fun stuff, because I'm doing it for you, for the kids. That's right. So I do it for, not for me. Oh, God forbid. No, it's for everybody else. <laughs> it's all for me. Who am I kidding? Come on. So, uh, <clears throat> and speaking of for me and for you, though, uh, I am going to do today, I'm going to give you the toast that I gave to my niece, Annie at her wedding uh, down in New Orleans a few few months back. And you got to understand, Annie is one of the coolest people I know. Uh, uh, you know, from the, from the moment she was born until today, she's just the coolest person, very uh, wanting to know things, uh, very I- interested in art, books, music. She's just a, a great, great, great person all the way around. And Vic, who she married, is just absolutely on the same par uh, with her. Just a great, great, great folks. But she wanted me to do uh, something uh, during the wedding. At first, we were thinking about we're going to do maybe a song together or, you know, just a dance or something. We, we, we didn't really know, but she was pretty busy with her wedding, and I understood. She didn't have the time, so she just said, hey, well, will you at least do a speech? And I said, yeah, I'll do a speech. I go, but I don't think I can just do a speech speech. I, if I'm going to do something, it's going to be performance art. I don't know why I thought that, but I did. And she was like, well, okay, if you just do something, you know, it'll be fine. And so it gets to the uh, rehearsal dinner. She goes, well, hey, Uncle Brian, we're getting ready to do some speeches. Are you, you still want to do yours? And I was like, well, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. And she had a little look of apprehension in her face, and I had a little apprehension in my head as well. But uh, I said, all right, let's go ahead and do this. So, uh, so here is the toast that I gave to, uh, to uh, my niece, Annie. And I will tell you afterwards the action or the reaction or non-reaction that I got from the other people at the wedding. <laughs> so, so without further ado... Here is my toast, and I use air quotes, my toast to, uh, to my niece, Annie, who I've known forever. But here's my toast, and here's the way it goes. All right. When I was a young seminary student in Boulder, Colorado, I did volunteer work at the Boulder County Jail. First week I was there, I met Annie. But she was not known as Annie. In jail, you went by your jail number, and she was 26354. But she'd been there longer than the other prisoners, so they called her Old 54. When I met Old 54, she kind of scared me. I'd heard she was in for a litany of nefarious offenses, uh, ranging from running an illegal Girl Scout cookie operation, where the Thin Mint sales alone netted apparently half a million dollars, to operating an illegal monkey racing track on the outskirts of Lafayette, Colorado. But I also heard that she was just plain mean, uh, that she would hit schoolyards, to hand out some thin mints, you know, under the whole, you know, 
first one's free sort of thing. And once the kids were good and jacked on sugar, she'd gather them around and tell them in a very soft voice that the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and Santa Claus weren't real. They were their parents. And then when the kids would start crying, want some more thin thin mints, bam, that's when she'd drop the hammer and tell them they were five bucks a sleeve. So I, I, I did ask Old 54 about some of these stories. And she looked at me, pulled a joint from behind her ear, sparked it up, took a hit, stared at me for a bit. And I was thrown by this and told her that I thought smoking weed in jail was against the law. Well, old 54 took another hit and said, you know what else is against the law? When snitches get stitches. And she said this, she pulled up her shirt slightly to reveal a shiv tucked in her waistband. And then she continued with, but it happens. From that point on, I did my best to steer clear of old 54. And I was able to do it until I'd had to run the scared straight program. You know, that program where they bring juveniles in that are on the wrong path and hopefully scare them straight. Right. Anyway, I was one of the program and the only inmate participating was old 54. I was a bit nervous as it started, but only one supposed juvenile defender walked in and it was Vic. And, uh, uh, and apparently what had happened is he told them out in the holding cell that his name was Victoria and that he was a female skateboarder, and they bought it. They thought the scare trait program would, he thought that the scare trait program would be easier if he was in a female wing of the jail. But as soon as old 54 tore off him to him, he knew he'd made a grave mistake. Old 54 ripped into him like a January 6th insurrectionist going after Mike Pence. I mean, old 54 is screaming at him that he was a piece of shit, will always be a piece of shit. He looked like a piece of shit, smelled like a piece of shit. His name must be shit, and he must eat shit for every meal. Then she went in for some more scared straight tactics, but with a really, really weird twist. Apparently in the Boulder jail, the only reading material they had was an old Sears catalog. You know, the one that that showed that they sold everything from appliances to car parts to clothing. I guess it had been there so long that the inmates used the names of the items in the catalog as some sort of crazy prison nomenclature that made no sense. But when it was used in context of the scare trade program, it came off completely nonsensical, but eerily menacing. I mean, O54 was saying things like, you want me to go off Frigidaire up in here? Oh, oh, don't make me go die hard on your ass. Oh, oh, you want me to go husky jeans on you? Because I'll go husky jeans on you. I mean, this went on for only a few minutes, but you could tell by Victoria's eyes, it must have felt like hours. I mean, O54 just kept going, going until she got right up into Victoria's face with some spittle still popping on the side of her lips. She looked at him and said, so when you get in here, you're going to be my bitch. You'll do everything I say and you'll like it because you'll be my bitch. Is that what you want? You want to be my bitch, bitch? And she just stared him in the eyes. Victoria looked up at old 54, took a big gulp and whispered, I think that's all I've ever wanted. Old 54's eyes swelled up and she whispered back, me too. And at that moment, I called the guards because Vic was supposed to be the male wing of the scared straight program. And as old 54 watched as they took Vic away and as he was dragged out of sight, old 54 pulled out a joint from behind her ear, lit it up, took a big old hit and turned to me. And with a tear in her eye and weed on her breath, she said, I'll tell you three things. One, is that man, that's a man I'm going to marry. Two, that is the last criminal act I will ever commit. 
I said, you mean smoking weed in prison? She goes, what? Fuck no. No. I mean, I stole his heart, but he stole mine. So we're even. And then she said, and three, and as she said this, old 54 went to hug me. And just as she was putting her arms around me, she whispered in my ear, snitches do get stitches. And with that, she shit me in the ribs. And I dropped like a sack of potatoes and watched old 54 walk out in a cloud of weed smoke. So I hadn't seen old 54 again until this weekend. And while I'm glad to be here as part of the festivities, I hope you understand that I'm going to stay at least an arm length away from old 54. But I also want you to raise our glasses and give a toast to old 54 and Victoria. May they always be each other's bitch, bitch. And that was my toast right there. And let me tell you, when that toast was going on, it got really weird. Uh, first of all, my wife was there and she was standing at the back and about halfway through it, I saw my wife actually start walking towards the exit door. <laughs> the exit door. I could see people, as I'm saying it, looking from side to side, not knowing what in the hell to make out about this stuff, right? And when I was done, I walked through the crowd. Nobody made eye contact with me. Nobody said shit to me. I got back there, and I see my wife. She didn't want to talk to me, but, uh, but uh, Annie's brother, Will, is there. Uh, my nephew, he sees me, he comes over. Will says that was the greatest thing that he's ever seen performance art-wise. And he said some dude that was next to him leaned over to him and he goes, man, am I high? What in the hell's going on? So it was a very weird, weird piece that I did. But I will tell you what happened. The next night was the wedding. And we go to the wedding and I'll have to tell you dead serious. When we walked up there, I was a little apprehensive that I might have gone a little bit too far with this, right? But as soon as I get there, all of Annie's friends come over, tell me how awesome that speech was, how they're going to incorporate into their speeches that they're given that night. And by the end of the night, we had speeches, name-checking my speech, but people, uh, Victor's brother said because of that, he wanted to do the speech he really wanted to do, and he did. He got up there and told this story about Vic apparently crapping his pants doing something, and the whole crowd starts chanting, shit your pants, shit your pants, and it turned out to be the greatest freaking wedding I've ever been to. Annie and Vic are the greatest folks. It was the greatest wedding, and I just appreciate them letting me be a part of it. It was too cool. I love them to death, and that's my wedding story for you and by the way though i uh, after this i've now decided that i am available for weddings so uh, please please hit me up i will so come to your wedding and do a speech it would be my honor <laughs> all right so i want to say thank you to everybody and please oh 54 i love you and uh that's it peace out <laughs>